Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to Being Love. And I'm your host, O Promise K. And I thank you very much for joining me this evening. So on this episode today, we are discussing womanhood. Again, it's a follow-up episode after my previous episode with my little sister about womanhood. So I hope you enjoy my journey into understanding my own womanhood, my own femininity, and how that journey went about. Um, So please enjoy. So a couple of weeks ago, about two weeks ago, I was sitting in my kitchen with my little sister, and she started asking me questions about dating, her experience dating um, in Switzerland, and just a man and woman, how they were, different culture, and her finding her femininity in, a, in, a, in an essence. So I decided that let's just record this because it was just so interesting. So that was very raw, not thought about and just we spoke from the heart (laughs) from the spur of a moment and yeah so that was that podcast that i made a few weeks ago about two weeks ago um when i listened back to the podcast now i really (laughs) firstly i thought it was very fun and i love connecting to pindila like that me and her always have very amazing conversations and try and learn from each other as much as we can so mostly she was interested in knowing about the ancestors our ancestors like our our mothers our grandmothers our great-grandmothers how do they influence how we become women um in the modern today like in your life in my life in her life so she asked me that because I am currently studying family constellations to be a facilitator. Um, saying studying it actually, it's a bit, yeah, I'm in a process of a training, but um, it's kind of something that found me and it has lived in me, and um, I'm now just formalizing it. <laughs> um, family constellation deals a lot about ancestry stuff like our family systems people that ever came before us um and just seeing their place in their part in our lives today so yeah that's a very quick um backup uh of to how or why she would ask me about such questions so everything that i told her in that recording or that I've told her in our private conversations when we didn't record um, has always been pretty much consistent of how I I view things myself in this um, like right now I'm not sure if I would view it the same um, in 20 years or whatever I don't know but right now so right now how I see things or how things make sense to me, how I've experienced things regarding uh, womanhood, regarding 
femininity um has been quite conf- confusing in a sense. <laughs> um um my society has been conflicting has been saying different things at different times which has made it very difficult for me to find that womanness in me or cultivate that mbogoto in me um i say this because when we look at our ancestors when i look at my great grandmother from my from my maternal side even my paternal side i look at my grandmother uh, from my maternal side i still have my grandmother i look at my mother i see women that were put in a situation where they had to be still they had to be tough they had to make things happen so they had to teach us that not even having to say it verbally but we had we learned that just by observing because children learn by seeing so i grow up femininity for me womanhood for me was strength um was being able to stand anything you know you want to run the show you're going to go to work and you're going to work hard you're going to come back and you're going to cook for the kids and provide a clean space um no time to be nice very strict you the one that gives the rules um both those were my mother and my grandmother <laughs> um and they just spend most of their time providing stability for the people around them and that's all they could give us um you know when i compare myself now to let's say my grandmother um i sometimes kind of envy her like her how she could just power through things and seems like she didn't have a moment to even stop and think like oh my god this is too much <laughs> um she didn't have a moment to stop and think um wow i'm not coping i guess because she was just always on the go and i remember how cold she felt to me and i could never have any real connection um beside of you know these are the rules you need to take the command kind of thing and i don't really want to paint my grandmother in a bad light no 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 um she was a very strong woman and you didn't want to mess with her so i respected her tremendously but she also had that cold thing about her that i couldn't connect i couldn't reach to her and in like a human level well in like a i don't know a, in a heart level same as with my mother so my mother was t- to the t almost the same as my grandmother we really didn't talk to each other literally didn't say words to each other we'd be alone and everyone would have to work you know have to do this you know had chores and stuff that i would do in fact both my mother and my grandmother didn't like people going out and playing with other people no 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 you need to be here you're going to get propaganda out there <laughs> or boyfriends no you need to be at home and there's work to do like sometimes i'll say can i go whatever but there's curtains to be cleaned there's this to be cleaned so 
um that was a very weird but still a very feminine womanhood i would say um because i don't think i've ever seen any men act like that i've never actually um so i thought okay that's being a woman that's what being a woman is and then i grow into my teen years and i started observing other women around um and we used to go to church and i would see this one woman that was a total opposite of my parent of my grandparent and my mother she was extremely like sweet and just gentle in a very caring way she was warm and fuzzy in a way and i i couldn't i just couldn't wrap my head around what was so different about her but i always wanted to be around her somehow i love that she also had a husband so she was married my both my grandmother and my mother were not married so they were single parents that's also to add so she was married and she was very tending to her husband the way she spoke i mean i saw her in church events she would literally cater with love there was no like those like hardness of hey we need to be busy and you like you know it was gentle it was doing stuff out of willingness out of love not out of rush or and i, I used to really look at her look at how she moves how she deals with things and i was like wow i want to be like that now i was still a teenager so i kind of internalized that in my own way and kind of released that like i would just try and be soft which it was not accepted in my house um they gave me so many nicknames uh snail so many things like promises too sweet like i mean i was i guess i was like that like in a way i've always been um very nice i guess so i realized okay this is kind of not accepted in my world because they see that as being weak and yet i'm seeing it as being so powerful in terms of nurturing everyone around that woman i wish i could remember her name my god um everyone around her was always so happy they always wanted to be around her people were smiling when they talked to her they literally changed tone it was the weirdest thing to observe um they would be different and i just thought wow this is amazing and i guess some women would i guess can so after my um my teen years and my early early 20s and stuff i my way of implementing womanhood was from my mother and my grandmother uh, and all the women that were around me which was my aunt um my big cousins that were women they were all pretty much the same so i was also that woman and i owned it and it helped me in so many ways you know um what i've learned from being that type of imbogoto was i can deal with anything that comes my way i can do it and i can do it not with a smile but i can still do it you know i can do it not wanting to do it but i can still do it and 
just that strength and that believing in myself and my ability of doing anything that I put my mind into um, really helped me in getting into my feet in those early years. Like for instance, at work um, or like in school, um, in relationships, whether it's friendships or, you know, romantic relationships. Um, whatever that came my way, I took it as okay, this is what is this is the reality of it now. Now how are we gonna deal with this? And and and, and I got that from my parent. There's never a moment where I saw them giving up. There's never a moment where I saw them um being like, Okay, yeah, this is it. I mean, not my parents, but my feminine ancestors, my mother, my grandmother and my great-grandmother, whom I've never met, but from what I've had, and all these amazing women around me, they they always just power through things. They go through things that, you know, you would hear them and you'd be like, oh my God, how did you survive this? But they do. And although that served me nice and well, there came a time when <clears throat> I realized that um, I still became that same character even when there was no need. Like, when there was nothing to power through, when I didn't have to do any powering through through anything, um, I was still powering through. I would push people away. I would be very hardcore with things and very, um, you know, straight on my ways and, um can sometimes not be warm or loving, not wanting to show um, failure or not even failure, of course not wanting to finish, but um, vulnerability, um, not being real with my feelings. Even when I'm hurt, I would rather be angry and show aggression instead of showing like tears and hurt, you know. And all of those were things that served me well at some point, and I've learned all of those from my great um, ancestor alive. So I realized that, wow, this, is, this has worked for me in so many ways. It has helped me deal with so many traumas in my childhood um, that I had to go through. But I'm no longer in those situations. So I, I need to release this. Or at least I need to find other ways to be, to deal with things. Um, I think likely for me, I kind of came to these questions pretty early. Because I think, like from my mom, for example, she's only kind of thinking about these things now. So I came pretty okay time, you know. It was on my early 20s and I was just frustrated <laughs> for the most part. And I thought something needs to change. So in those times, I dealt with my traumas for mostly. So I just took a journey into knowing myself, into spirituality, um, meditation, prayer, um, devotion to self to something greater than me my god 
I'm giving time to seeing what had happened and really like see what happened and how it affected me and how the so-called perpetrators, how they were being affected and how everyone is suffering in their own way. And I came into this realization in a very painful way because a lot of traumatic things happen in my childhood, like a lot. Neglect, rape, physical abuse, you name it, a lot. <laughs> and there was a lot that I had to really look at and forgive and look look at it with love. But I didn't have those eyes to look at it with love for the most part because I had this anger um, and this frustration, you know, and this way of dealing with things. That wasn't gentle, that wasn't from love, that was harsh, that was from um, temper. That was all just, ah, uh, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> so, having to heal or go to a healing thing, I had to look at myself in different eyes. I had to show compassion to myself and to Linda. Um, Linda is the woman that lives in my head <laughs> Linda is that voice that always tells me the bad things um, about myself that negative voice I named her so yeah <laughs> so as soon as I realized that oh my god my inner dialogue literally needs to change I need to see myself in a place of love and see everyone in a place of love. That's where the real fun also stand, kind of began for me. Because I started just getting to understand my emotions and my feelings. I started being vulnerable. And like being okay to look you know, vulnerable. And to cry if needs being. And to be weak if needs being. And to be you know, taken care of. And... Of that good choice, and likely for me, I was I had a really amazing partner, um, that have been through me, you know, from you know those crazy days, and he fell in love with that, um, fiery person. He always called me Maspumpulwane, which is a name my father used to call me, being a feisty one. Um. So likely that I had that and I had people that admired that about me but I also looked at myself and I thought but I don't admire this about myself I think it's great I know that I can handle anything that's thrown in me you don't want to come for me because I know how to stand up for myself <laughs> but um, I also want to be allowed to be vulnerable to be weak to be to be gentle, to love in a, in, a, in a place of gentleness and warm and not feel like that's not strong and not feel like that's, you know, not valuable or that's not powerful enough. Because it is. I mean, when I say to be weak, I mean to be weak in terms of, like, vulnerable. Not to be weak and, like, you, you don't have power. No. Because <laughs> there lies a lot of power in being soft and gentle and vulnerable. So yes, how did my journey then begin?
So my journey definitely began when I saw that something needs to be changed or something needs to be added actually. Let me not say change. Um, I didn't want to unchange the woman that I, I was or that I, I was taught to be. But I needed to add on to it and tweak a little bit. So that's what I did. Um, I think the first thing was, I mean, as I was going through this whole journey of healing all these wounds or looking at all these wounds and what was and what had happened and how it had affected me and my relationships around me, um, I had to simultaneously look at how do I want to change, right? Me, how do I want to deal with myself? And I remember asking myself that question right after meditation I did and I came with I want to be warm for myself and for my family and I thought how can I be warm right now and I thought you know what I can try and make my space warm and make my outside environment warm and welcoming and yeah the rest then became history because it just became a, like a ripple effect I I remember buying like flower pots for the because we lived in a flat, so I had these pots everywhere that I watered all the time. I gave them names. I talked to them. Um, it was such an exercise for me to really nurture something and care for it, and you know, think about it and care for those plants. I love my plants, and it was something very new for me. I mean, I'm a girl from Ekasi. We did not have pots in the house flower pots and even my grandmother had a garden that he forced everyone to go and get millies (laughs) when it was harvesting season i just didn't even appreciate that i mean right now i'm like oh i wish i was more present with that moment but it was all forced so i couldn't be present so it was new caring for something and without anyone forcing me to do it just from my love and it felt like something that I've always needed to do. Um, I also just started caring more about my partner in ways that I just, you know, probably overlooked. Um, and he also noticed that. Although he always thought I was you know, very romantic and all of that, which I think I was, but I just added a bit of warmth into it. And um, it was a journey. I synced up with my periods, understood my menstrual cycle, what does that mean for my emotions throughout this process, and I understood, you know, um, when I'm on my new moon, in my winter phase, in my menstrual phase, I felt I need to recharge, re- revamp myself in a way, and just by understanding that, firstly, just by understanding all the phases, you know, um, the first quarter, just after my periods, then I've become very creative. And I've noticed that literally all the time, like a week after my periods, I'm very creative, I'm very, there's ideas flowing. And then after that, I'm kind of like, okay, I need to collaborate. And that's when I'm also very attractive to my partner and stuff that's when ovulation happens and i saw how all of those things were there whether i was aware of them or not they were happening it's just that i was frustrated because i couldn't articulate what was happening with my body so connecting with that also felt 
that I was connecting more to my womanness, more to my power, um, feeling everything from my womb, literally. Um, when I when I try and meditate, I focus on on my womb, on where the power lies, and just think of it as a tree going out and nurturing. Um, so those were the early days. And I've continued following my circle and just knowing where I, where am I with what. So <laughs> that was also very fun. From there, a lot of things I took into consideration. My looks, like the effort that I put into how I look, other than before, just put on jeans and a shirt and call it a day. I actually haven't worn jeans in a long time. I wear pants, but like soft material <laughs> pants, jeans. Uh, decide if they're shorts or skirt jeans, then I'll do that. But other than that, I uh, haven't been a fan of jeans. Uh, but just being more aware of my style, whatever it is at the time, because it always changes. I mean, when I was 23, it's different from now, but still, it's still thought it's still something that I think about and I put effort in and it makes me feel good and whenever I feel good I honestly tend to do good and people get affected by that in a positive way and I was like yay this now feels right how do I now marry this new woman that I'm growing into with the woman that I was raised to be then that where then the confusion kind of came in because um, my friends around me, they're all very different, which I appreciate. All the women friends around me, they're very kind of different expression of womanness. I have women that are very traditional. In my eyes, they seem like they have traditional values, you know. Um, and I have complete rebels. <laughs> to quote them they call themselves that that they, they are rebels of, of women uh, uh, and even anything and everything in between so if i would for example talk to my friends that are into politics um the, the academics and you know they're into revolution I mean, right now in south africa that's like a thing that's happening and they will share their values and their views and most of them they'll look at me like you know you are black we need to be on the revolution and we will just talk back and forth and find common grounds to to understand that we all we are both in different journeys and both our journeys are very specific to us and it's what we need at that time and it's what the world needs at that time and when, as soon as I started acknowledging that and realizing that, I let go of the judgment that I had towards maybe traditional women that express their womanhood in, tra- in a traditional sense where, you know, the nature is the, in whatever sense, but just letting go of the, the judgment of any sort um, that allowed me to also learn from every womanhood that has, that have something to teach me um i have friends that for many years i've known them for some years for many years i've literally rejected a 
big part of who they were and made things a bit awkward like my friends that are very religious i grew up in a church and i hated it (laughs) growing up i didn't get the whole thing it didn't line up with my values with what happened in my head but there were still good values there and there was particular priests that i would like listen to that energized me um but everyone else just they were dull and didn't make they were not (laughs) it wasn't a good experience um so i had friends where you know they will come in this church perspective about things you know you need to serve your husband kind of vibe and i would honestly cringe and would go into this clash where i honestly just think woman what's going on and after i let go of that judgment i look at that and i think oh my god like how can someone literally put someone else as something to serve it's like something that god gave them in such a it is in such a a very mysterious way in my eyes and as soon as i stopped judging that i could literally say wow you are doing great you can literally love something else and someone else above yourself and that is beautiful to in order to serve your god or in order to fulfill your 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 godly wife i don't know whatever and just accepting that and accepting womanhood that it comes differently and i could learn because i know how how i've benefited from traditional women um now when i look in my marriage in the way i want to raise my children in even running my home um i sometimes listen to podcasts where when just women speak of something that i'm like oh my god i do not see it the same way but i get what you're trying <laughs> to say especially when they're christians when they're coming into any religious way actually um they always have this ways of putting things where it's about serving of the other and so you're you're godly right um to be serving someone like to be serving your husband and your family but other than that they still have great advice into how to be a warm feminine woman um how to be welcoming at home make they normally talk about cooking which i love how to set up cooking how do we have clean schedules all of that great stuff how to be at home with the kids i have been with my children um now for the past i want to say three years yeah since they were born um and i've learned so much from those ladies where they talk about just planning your day um how to get things going and all of that so i appreciated that they gave me strength even though i might not hold the same values as they do in terms of religion or how i value my role in the house per se (laughs) because um my husband and i both do the work you know there's no like designation that i'm a woman so i have to do certain things now it's just a matter of understanding of where are you at this point can you do this or can i do this like right now he's working full-time and i'm at home with the kids so naturally i do most of the work even though i also study and i'm running a business also on the side which is just not full-time so 
he also chips in so about twice a week i get my own time and likely he works for himself so he can accommodate that so we can we just communicate things there's no this person needs to do this this this, nah but there's um you know this is how i want to do things as a woman when i'm at home this is the feel that i want to live in the home i want to cook nice food i want to be warm i want to present this warm environment and this doing things from a space of love and not from a space of i have to or you know if i don't do it no one else will kind of vibe even if no one else probably will i mean my husband would be like the two of us but it's still from a place of oh i need to do this to serve the people that i live with to serve myself ultimately to have a clean space because i love having a clean space and a warm space now i love having flowers like now i have beautiful white roses um that i got from the tree outside which is great so i love doing these little things and not putting myself in any role i must add because i think what's really confusing nowadays um at least for me in the culture is that there's always there needs to be busy roles right i i'm a woman so this is what i need to do or i'm a man this is what i need to do and i think that's when movements like the feminist movement had to come in because they didn't want to be in any box in any role but the feminist movement the way i see it it was just like a jump from one box to another box because then they married or mirrored um what men are and basically we were told that there's no power in being a woman in this one box so we can be in the other box and look like them and be like them and then there's power in that and you're going to be valuable and that's just another box and i think when women try to be like men it's just putting themselves in just another box and not fully understanding that there's power and there's capability in being a woman as a woman um i think you know men certainly played a huge role in making women think that power only lies with men over the past let's say 50 60 70 years maybe even more actually yeah could be more um but from my three generations past 60 years um yeah 70 years with my grandmother so all of that being said i think a woman today is definitely influenced like i said by a lot of things but we are all in our own individual journey all of us so right now my journey because i'm raising two human beings and bringing them into this world it was very important for me to start on my nurturing journey earlier on so that when they come into this world i'm already like a step ahead and i can provide this nature this nurturing from them and raise them in this way that i didn't get to be raised in of course i think they're gonna still get my other side because it is in me <laughs> and i even tell me now they know that i don't take um nonsense sometimes <laughs> um but this is a journey that i'm in right now and 
am embracing it and I'm gonna take this other part that I've learned of um, being a nurturing woman, take this part that I've learned of being a, a, a capable woman, of being a powerful woman, take this part I've learned of being a, a vulnerable woman when it needs being with the right people and see how does that feel with me and every day I, I, I just connect with myself okay this is what I am picking up on myself this is what I am making myself to be this is what I am becoming and there's definitely more to come out of me that's for sure but for now this is what I'm bringing up and I'm really grateful that I can have such opportunities so my advice would be to anyone going through questions of how am I supposed to be a woman how is womanhood am I supposed to be more feminine am I supposed to be a revolutionary because <laughs> I've had this quote a woman's um, place is in the revolution <laughs> to quote my friend Mobile. Um, and I would say you need to really connect with yourself because you know better than anyone where you want to be I right now or in like 10 years ago I was never a revolutionary girl but I have friends that were and we would share ideas and they would still respect me in my um, own way of trying to spread the joy and love in my country in my world and I was respect their way of trying to find justice and love for their country and their world so it is firstly just learning to let go of the judgment let go of the judgment for other women for other men you know how this womanhood is wrong they're too traditional they're too this let go of judgment and let go of the idea that there's one way to be a woman and from there you will start embracing all parts of you that are women all parts of you um that are expressed differently you know and pick whatever one for whatever situation um but with all of that being said with all of those part of you you will still have your essence because your essence is right through it's like your body um your body is different when you were 16 than when you were 30 or when you were three than when you were 16 but your essence is still the same you might have different values learned different things saw life in a different way but your essence is still you you're still you like i'm still promise so don't worry you will not lose your essence you will just gain more wisdom and more ways of navigating through this world navigating through life because yeah these are just tools we need to navigate through life and try and make this journey in this experience of being here pleasant one as best as we can thank you very much have a good night